Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are going to be recapping the action from week 10 of college football, that specifically being Georgia versus Missouri, Washington versus USC, and then Alabama versus LSU. I'm kind of curious, Sean, how the how the early, uh, early live stream impacts viewership. Sean's got big, important things going on later today, so we had to go early, earlier than usual. Sean, how are you doing today? Doing all right. You know, just had a nice, quiet, rage-filled evening last night watching college football. It was it was just a good evening where you why rage filled your wedding? Why wouldn't it be no? I was I I went five hundred on CFE. I did too. I'm just I'm just like, you know it, it it just and I there's themes that happened this weekend that have been happening my whole life and will continue mm. to remind me that no matter what changes in the current state, it's just going to stay the same. And the cool things are staying the same and bad things are changing and everyone just needs to calm down a little bit and realize that we're in a pretty good pocket for college football this season. Yeah. Now, I mean, the one thing that we've been reiterated this past week, nothing that we think we know is actual reality. And we're going to get to that on today's show. Before we do though, Sean, can you just share a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online? By the way, I, I need to ask you this. Have you ever placed a bet and you see a bet and you're like, oh my God, that's a total lock, just a total fantastic bet. You you, you place it and then you go and the, the game ends and you're like, this thing hit. That was a total banger of a bet. And then you go and check the bet and then you realize you put the wrong bet in and then the, the bet that you put in didn't hit and the one that if you had put it in correctly would have hit. Have you ever done that before? Um. Maybe in my novice gambling career. Oh, fuck you. That, Why, that, okay, okay. I'm not being unfair, but that's something that beginner gamblers do. I'm not, I'm not do lying. The read. Do the read. Uh, Don't act like that. You're, you're I'm so Cam Rogers, and I'm at the Bet MGM Sportsbook in, 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 in Maryland. And dude, you we, know what? Dude. We found out. We found out at one point, by the way. So Cam Rogers, any listener who has no idea who we're talking about. Uh, does betting content on Believe. He's my coworker. He's the community manager for the company. I don't know if this has changed, but about like a year ago, uh, we found out he doesn't place any bets and he's a betting analyst. That is one of the most egregious How things you... I have ever heard of. How could you tell? I think it's changed. I think he started betting, but I, a... I, I, I don't think he was doing it for a while. I opened with a uh, Cam Rogers take or, or, or impression because I had a Cam Rogers idea and take. If he does bet and he's losing, he's the type of guy that goes all shucks or all shoot. He is not. No, that's those that. are the worst kinds of people. His, no, he doesn't have that dog in him where he really feels the bet in his heart and soul. Yeah, where you're yelling at every outcome of every single drive, and then you have to storm off and lock yourself into a room. That's usually me. That that's the benefit of not having roommates anymore is that I can just kind of stew in peace. Yeah, and then calm myself down. I don't have anyone antagonizing. Well, here's the thing: me. when you have somebody antagonizing you for your bets, bet online is where you should bet. Also, uh, you get to take out your anger on them and have a yelling match for ten minutes, <laughs> which happens every Sunday. I'm actually mm-hmm. alone this Sunday. Everyone else is having a a Sunday fun day, as it were. Uh, so I get to stew a little bit, and when they all get back, I'm sure my 1 p.m. slate bets will have gone, you know, superb, and no one's going to make fun of me for taking a Jerome Ford touchdown. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, if you want to come to peace, like I obviously have, and you want to 
be a, a well-adjusted adult in your life, uh, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make some bets, have some fun. It doesn't it look fun? Doesn't it sound fun? Aren't me and Joe constantly happy <laughs> talking about how much money we're making? Like it's just yeah. the best. Uh, Bet Online. It's where the game starts, and and truly, uh, online sports sports gambling greater than Disney World. It just is. So so if you're looking for Harmony, peace, fun. Yeah, get into it. Already two quick comments from Big Iron, who has not been on the live streams in a while. Uh, He was there for a lot of the mailbags we did. Washington would beat Ohio State, which I I don't disagree with that statement. I don't think that Ohio – we're going to kind of get to that in a second. I I don't think Ohio State has the secondary to keep up with all those guys, nor do I think that they have the offensive prowess to keep up in a shootout the way that we saw that they can score as quickly. Again, we're going to get to that in a second. This is something, by the way, and I know that hack bit aside, look, remove the bit. It's a fun bit. I'm an Italian. I'm from New Jersey. It's fun to talk about and to joke about because Rutgers has historically been just a a terrible, terrible football program. And when they're like moderately good and they're bowl eligible, it's fun to talk about. But on a very serious note, a very serious note, their defense is pretty good. Kyle Manungai is a good running back, and he played his ass off against Ohio State. I know that they lost this game, and Ohio State backdoor covered at the end of this. They still played good enough to justify being ranked. I I think that that's not a hot take. I don't think that anyone should sit here and go, what the hell are you talking about? It's Rutgers. They played their ass off. And I think at the end of the season, before bowl season comes around, they should be, they absolutely should be in that ranking discussion somewhere at 24. What the hell are you writing down? What could you possibly be writing down? I I don't know what you're talking about, pal. I just had to make a quick note. What was the note? No, no, no. Share with the class. What was the note? November 5th. Joe wants to rank Rutgers. Did you watch any of that game? You can't sit here and tell me. What was that crazy ass trick play they pulled off? What mm. were the what was the nonsense that they were pulling, man? Look, I have to I I have I have graduated to the point of respecting the chaos of Rutgers. You and that team have been able to get me there. That works for me. Good. I can get in, I can get down with that. I can't get down with the whole program, though. There's so many bits and skits and nonsense and and and, and just it, you don't like Italians. And That's you, what the issue is. Why wouldn't it? Is. They've created the greatest sandwich ever to exist, not to be topped by any other. I I, I I'm withholding a comment that I just had a really. Good, I'm going to text it to you. I had a really good mm. comment. I'm not sure. going. Just text me that comment. Text <laughs> I will text that comment. All right, I think let's. Let's fun. I think Rutgers okay. is fun in a in a in a sleepy Big Ten this year. The Big Ten has sucked. You just look all around at all the suck in that conference. And you got the best team, Michigan, who has created the best in-season storyline for a while. And we don't talk about it enough. And I wish it's all that we talked about was Ohio State basically setting up their, their arch rival. And the, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Other than that, the Big Ten has been irrelevant. By the way, I, I, we ended up bringing up this game. Thank you, Big Iron. I, I have to just kind of give a couple thoughts on this. I don't know how... If you're Greg Schiano and you're playing a rock fight with a team that mm. it should not be that playing close, a rock that, fight. that shut up. 
you're in this situation where it's way closer and they're making mistakes. You have to do whatever you can to create debilitating opportunities to swing the momentum in your favor. You're at home. It's not a crazy big stadium, but the crowd was into this game for, for most of this game. Them kicking those 20-yard field goals the whole goddamn game was the stupidest thing that I have ever seen. You can't do They threw interceptions. They made mistakes. They were handing you golden opportunities. You just needed one touchdown on one of those drives. Maybe you don't convert on some of those fourth downs, but you have to go for it. It's not like you were getting completely stopped offensively. You were picking up first downs. Just try something. You had a chance to knock off the number one team in the country, and you failed. By the way, Ohio State shouldn't be ranked number one. Just gonna we all that knew that. Concise. It was a TV show. It's a TV show. Come on. You know, good resume, but we all know we all know that there's two big dogs just waiting, just simmering. Yeah. Just And I like this. I like your opening. You're cracking the show open with some Rutgers venom. It's not even a game preview that we have or review that we have. I think it's important to discuss Rutgers in the landscape of college football. They created that's the first time that's ever football. been said. That's the first time that's ever been stated <laughs> by a human. Uh, all right, let's talk about Georgia versus Missouri, though. Oh, so sure. Georgia and Missouri seesaw-ish back and forth battle. They go back and forth with one another for for most of this game, and then the defense started to set in. There were two just really bad picks by Brady Cook. And I, I tweeted this out. There was the Brady Cook that we all knew. There was the guy that, you know, he played well the whole game, he's connected with his guys, and then those receivers started to not be open progressively as this game went on. Luther Burden was a non-factor for most of this, the, the rest of this game after that one big play he had in the first quarter. Eventually, the big man interception, I think, was the one that really sealed the momentum. My biggest takeaway is less to do with Carson Beck in the offense because I think they played to expectation and how I anticipated they were going to play. But that defense, I think, is just really starting to get into a rhythm. While they're not as physically dominant up front as they've been in the past when Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis were there, obviously they're not there yet. They're young. But they're still really freaking good, and that might be the best defensive line and secondary in the country. Kirby can get a defense going. It's not a shock to anybody, but it's always a pleasant reminder. Uh, and and the whole game, you're sitting there like, when's it going to happen? When are they going to get the, the major stops that they need? And they did. And I, I first of all, I have to congratulate people in the chat or you or those that actually watch college football at a live event on Saturday. And I came home and there was an, a TV that was off the main living room. Three dudes sitting on a couch, no college football going down. And I walked in. I said, "Is this is this Twilight Zone? Or they make it out? One? Was the, Am I the is... only one that understands the gravitas of this week?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we were talking. We don't really like college football that much." Talking? I'm like, "What? Do you live with a bunch of girls? What? I guess so. We just came back from brunch and we're just having a nice conversation. They're at brunch now? What, I, dude? Oh my, you need new roommates. Joe, I couldn't. I gen I said." I put my stuff down. Live events drain me, and you know you're tired, all that stuff. Uh -huh. Set my stuff down, and I'm like, I gotta commandeer the whole room now. At least if I was home alone, I would have had to do that. But now it's I gotta get on the couch. I gotta get the game going. Oh, what's going on right now? Oh, Georgia, Missouri, and it's tied. 
and you guys have no no not interest, none of this. It's a big deal. Missouri keeping it close was a big deal for America for the first three quarters, just because it's mm. fun. It's fun to see the best team get challenged for three quarters, and then you start yelling at the TV in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you did that. <laughs> And, no, I'm not, no. I, and I'm not calling names, but there's a couple times, you know, you just yell out in general, like, what the hell? Did you and bet on this game? Is that no, what you're kind dude, of I stayed wow. away. This weekend was cloudy for me. I did not feel like I needed to, to press go on many wagers. This one I stayed away from because there, there was some funkiness last year between the two teams. And Eli Drinkwitz is so unpredictable. Just, just his demeanor. He's just a coach that I cannot get a read on. Dude, uh, wait, wait. I have to not, not to cut you off. No worries. He is one of the funniest people on this. Him and Mike Elko for two very different reasons. When things don't go their way, their reactions are so goddamn funny. Mike Elko's reasoning is because he's just got the just the um, Neanderthal open mouth look that every time something bad happens, and he just looks like he's in pure angst. He just looks just so upset and he doesn't know how to how to handle it. But uh, but it, he's not really expressing the emotion. He's not yelling. He's just like, yeah, it's just like stone cold. Just but Eli Drinkowitz, when he doesn't get a call that goes his way and this happened at the end of the game multiple times, he is red faced, not Brian Kelly esque, just full throat screaming, stomping flailing at the officials i don't know I don't if you like drink with likes out. college football i don't know if no. you like <laughs> i don't I, I have a feeling that he doesn't really like it because he has some comments every offseason they're like is this the job for you i think you're okay at it like you can run a program yeah. you can call plays but this is the job you really want i don't i think we should we should set him up somewhere else Get him on Indeed. Get him on on, on Hawaii. Dude, get him anywhere. (laughs) Let him let him just figure himself out. Because he not have a heart problem. I don't. That's what I'm worried about. It was. I mean, uh, back to the game. Georgia just was Georgia, and I yelled at Cook more than I did uh, the Georgia quarterback. And if that happens while I'm just casually watching a game, then I know how the game went. It's. It was. I mean, Carson Beck was good enough. The the the. Georgia talent is good enough to beat Missouri, who had a a lofty but earned 12 ranking going into the in the week. I think if we're really calculating, we don't have them as the 12th best team, but they well, deserved wait, it at actually, that point. I I actually think the way that they played, I, I think that I don't take anything negative away from them. You know, I don't come come here saying that ah oh, they need to they need to fall. The most that I would move them back, they're better than Louisville. Like I don't think I'd move them yeah. back really anywhere. I, they played a good game. They just were res- not equipped to beat Georgia. I respect it. I still think they should be ranked because they gave Georgia the most bump that they've seen in. I mean, since that since the semis last year versus Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, SEC team hasn't given them that much bump in in two years. This was a real fun game, and Missouri went out and played a football game. They just got out talented, and that's unfortunate. And it happens sometimes, but exciting nonetheless. Frustrating that I live with a bunch of dudes that can't understand it. I mean, it's just it's just like living on a different planet. I don't know why your roommate maybe it's because I've gotten you more into college football and you know now you produce a college football show. So your exposure and focus to it is completely different. Because well, you and used I to be that guy, you used to hate what? you didn't used to hate college football, but I used to try and get you into it. And you're like, I don't do that. College football is fine. I don't 
Well, it's you yeah, it I, I, viewed them as, I viewed them as peers. And I thought that it was corny to root for other college football teams while I was playing. Now that I'm out, you know, yeah. I can I can dive in. I'm like, all right, this is this is something I've been watching my whole life, but I've been half one foot in, one foot out, and that continued while playing because it's like I'm not gonna root for another dude that's like my age and plays the same sport and they're like what a, a subdivision above me. Like I'm not gonna well, do that. Would that not apply now to the NFL? Because now you're watching a bunch of dudes who are younger yeah, but I'm than you. Failure now. So that's cool oh, for the NFL no. for the NFL level. I don't care. I'm glad, I'm glad you've finally comes to come to grips with that. that come statement. to grips. Um, <laughs> don't. It's not the show. Coming <laughs> to grips about football oh. when it should have ended. This conversation is still probably a little screw, raw for you. Screw you. Get screw the finger down. Put the finger out of I'll my face. My, I'll put my finger up higher than. Yeah, I'll get as yeah. close to the goddamn right, camera. You just game. wait till we record another show together. I'm gonna stick this finger right up your nose. Washington versus USC ends up living uh, up to the hype. It ends up living to the expectation that this thing was a shootout, and it also played out, I think, as a lot of realists expected. Those that were, and there, there certainly was a capable argument for why USC can win this game because they're at home. But I think that we all knew that their defense was not good enough to keep up with Washington. It just was not. And in a shootout, you got to pick the team that, one, has the slightly better defense and the better offensive line. Plain and simple, all it takes when you're playing tennis is one team, you know, to miss one of the serves. It's just to have yeah. a... A bad hit on one of the Look rallies. Tennis Joe coming out. I like I, this. I think I butchered the hell out of that. Joe Roddick. I like it. But again, you're. Let's do ping pong. Ping pong. Maybe let's let's use that as a better one. Regardless, when you're going back and forth like this, the team that has the weaknesses is going to be the one that falters at some point, and you can't in a shootout miss a singular drive. And that happened toward the end of the end of this game. Washington wasn't stopped at all. Like there wasn't a single no. instance this whole game where I was like, "Wow, that was a really good defensive stop." They made a there couple. There was the one tip. There was the one tipped pass pick was which which yes, features some yes. incredible athletic ability uh, from the linebacker. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, "Oh well, that's just deflected." And then the uh, the interception itself was impressive. That was a good stop. But to your point, this was one of the easier picks of the week. If you're looking at it head on mm. before the game started, like we knew that it had the capability of being a game like this. But the entire time, you know, Washington's going to win and they're going to cover the three. One, three is too small. Two, their quarterback is is playing this season just as good, if not better than Caleb Williams. But Caleb Williams dueled his ass off. And that's more of a, a compliment to Penix than it is to Williams. They dueled and it's everything you could ask for in a matchup like this. You only wish you could see it more. But boy, the whole time you kind of knew USC's defense wasn't going to stop letting up touchdowns and yeah. Washington's was going to. It was just it was just simple. It's like plain math. And and even when USC was really giving them a run, when they were really challenging, really pressing, looking as dynamic as they have all season, you knew eventually something was going to happen. Some nonsense was going to happen and Washington just was going to be unfazed. They are an unfazed football program this year. Well, here's the big thing to why Washington won this this football game. USC was doing what they do successfully, which is yards after catch, yeah. you know, big splash plays. Caleb Williams rolls around. He finds a guy and it, that at a certain point when you're in a shootout is not withstandable for the entire game. You know, you can't do that the whole game because their effort, they're efforting to score 
just felt too difficult. I know that sounds so simple, but when you're going through a game and you're just straining and straining to get points on the board, the opposing team that's having the easier time is going to win. And yep. there were way too many, way too many instances where first down, Penix drops back, he's there for a couple seconds, and then you see Roma Dunze wide ass open for not like a 10-yard gain, not even a 12-yard gain, like a 25-plus yard gain. Not even after the catch. We're talking about him standing in a wide-ass open area with nobody around him. I have to acknowledge that I think that Alex Grinch might be one of the brightest offensive minds in college football because he just does an amazing job of setting up opposing offenses for putting up just massive big chunk plays. There was one play, Sean. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously being satirical here. There was one play where on the wide side of the field, there was like a bunch formation or there were two receivers. Most of the defensive backs were on the short side of the field. There was one defensive back covering a bunch play. And that led to one of those big Roma Dunze receptions. I can't understand. We, we joke. Everyone sits here and does the fire Alex Grinch, fire Alex Grinch, fire Alex Grinch. But nobody really dives deep into that. Nobody really dives deep enough to say, why should we fire him? He needs to be fired because he's got no fucking idea what he's doing. Yeah. The, the the guy is scheming up a defense that plain and simple is inept. It's not anything conducive to good defensive football. It doesn't seem like it's highlighting his his talented defensive players because there's 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 great athletes on that USC defensive side of the ball. It's undeniable. They have athletes. They don't know how to use them. No. They don't if you have an athlete that can get up and and, and block a pass, rush the passer. They don't know how to scheme or use them. And they say, oh, you ran, you can run a four, four and you're 19 years old. We're just going to set you out here. And, and that's going to be the deal. And if you have a, a technician route runner, like what Washington has all over the place, they're going to get carved up. I feel like we'd be doing a disservice. Also, if we did not mention the performance from Dylan Johnson last night, it was oh my incredible. God, he had two fifty six, four touchdowns and on 26 carries. Either way, the they biggest gave it, rushing lanes I've ever seen in a game. They gave it to USC every way, and it didn't matter. USC didn't even say, "All right, we'll stop you on the run." It's gonna have you're gonna have to do it. No, it, it, or vice versa. Like, all right, you're gonna get your yardage on the on the ground, but we're gonna stop you if it, any way you wanted it. They gave it to you. Well, this was why I was out on USC after week zero. This is why I was never in on supporting them. Is because they have never. And it's not even like, forget what we just talked about there, where defensively they don't give, you know, they don't play a sound scheme that, that's going to get any stops. Forget that for a second. They have never given a full effort on a snap to snap basis an entire through an entire game this whole season. They have not. And it started against San Jose State, and that should have been a big red flag. A lot of people were fighting and pushing back on that sentiment because they were saying, oh, it's San Jose State. That it's was a damning game. Zero. Looking back at it, that was damning to see that all these other powerhouses are really taking care of business and would have taken care of business. And yes. San Jose State was fired up. They knew what they were going in there to do. And they, I, But that game was like, all right, there were already concerns going into week one. It, it's like going to a bar with a group of friends and your girlfriend. Like you're with a friend group or whatever and you're with your girlfriend. And the whole night, you can't find her. And then every time you find her, she's talking to a different dude. And then the next day, you're thinking like, that's probably not great, but I'm sure it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you find out 
two months later, she cheated on you multiple times. It's like the same damn thing. You, you're unwilling to acknowledge that there's a problem, but there very clearly is a fucking problem. Sure. Or even if they, she didn't cheat, you know, she had, she had hooked up with him before she knew him. She knew the dudes like, like, like there, there's plenty of different act, activities that could have happened. I'm really saying you don't specific. even have to go as far as she, <laughs> you got really specific. You got, really specific. You no, got really, I'm trying to cut him a little bit of slack. Okay. All yeah. right. Let's move on to yeah. the next game. How about Bring in a weird I, I analogy? I'm sure. Yeah, that was a good analogy. That was my point is, is that when you're, it, it's like ignoring red flags. A good analogy would have been a, a leaky faucet. Like, you know, you have a drip, but you never, you never acknowledge it until your, your, your floor falls out from underneath you or you have black mold. Better analogy right there. Top of the head. I don't, I disagree. I think that that one's lame. Sure. Sure. Uh, Alabama versus LSU. Dude, this game was was frustrating to watch because I, I really thought that LSU had them. You know, I thought that what was the determining factor for this why LSU could have won this game is that they did what nobody else has done this year. They put up a ton of points on them. They scored quickly. They got a bunch of splash plays. They were moving the ball. Yeah, nobody has done that the entirety of the season, and they did it successfully. But all it really took was Alabama to regain momentum in the third quarter and then that huge hit on Jaden Daniels, which has always been the concern with the guy. Not a very big, thick quarterback. He's gotten crushed in every game this year. He's taken insane hits every game, and they never addressed it. And It's not worth it. I would argue if he didn't take that hit and it's woulda, coulda, shoulda kind of deal, they they could have tied that game up or at least kept it within a score. It wouldn't yeah. have looked as much like a blowout as it does on paper. Regardless of all of that, I think that I got to give Alabama credit. I don't think that Alabama is really up to that Georgia standard, and I don't think that when they play in the SEC championship game, which is inevitable at this point, I don't think that they are equipped to beat them. But what I will give them credit for is continually finding ways to get that offense moving rhythmically and for them to find their identity which is we're going to run the football and we're going to try and beat you over the top and if you're going to take away the over the top we're going to run the football and if you're going to take away running the ball we're just going to attack you deep that stuff is working for them right now i just i don't think that they've got the talent offensively though to go go fight georgia's defense the way that we saw georgia's defense play this weekend i think if milro plays and 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 takes charge at times like he did versus LSU, he can make it a game versus Georgia. I would still pick Georgia. But when he turned the corner on that touchdown run and he said, there's the end zone, here's me, here's three defenders, I'm faster than all of you. I'm going to jump from the four and get in or just beat you with however he did it. That was impressive. And the frustrating part about Alabama is at the beginning of the season, they were written off. Three, four weeks in the season is, oh, they Saban lost his fastball. The team isn't equipped. And I said the same things. They were structured for a different type of team. They they recruited for a better quarterback. They did all they did this, they did that. The frustrating part is that Alabama continues to do the illest shit ever on the football field when you need them to. They get a timely interception. They drive down and score. And you sit there and you're just there are just times where I'm watching it like, damn, they find a way to be in it every damn time it's impressive and you have to respect it to say 
It's the third quarter. It's crunch time. It's anyone's ball game. Oh, wait, now it's our ball game. It's Alabama's ball game. Bye-bye, everybody. Good luck getting out of Tuscaloosa. And it, it, it just does not get old. Now, it, it, you, it does. It, they're so well coached. Their scheme is good. They're playing with talent that they haven't had, uh, uh, w- without talent that they've had in the last six years, maybe longer. If we uh-huh. want to go back, wait, wait, I, not I an incredibly talented uh-huh. team. Wait, wait, rephrase what you just said. They I'm have. Confused. They're playing with a a more down uh, down in talent oh, team that they have in yes. recent years. Yes. Well, I, I'd I'd restructure that in the sense that this is one of the youngest teams that Nick Saban has ever had to put out there. He has never had to rely on so many young football players before because he has always. They're doing. They used to do what Georgia's doing right now, where you have a guy there start for two years, he's out, and then yeah. there's a guy who's been sitting in the wings for two years. That's a junior a redshirt sophomore, whatever it might be. But right now we're seeing multiple freshmen, multiple sophomores that are asked to play key important roles. And that is, again, to your point, to produce the success that they have despite having a young roster, it's impressive. It is really impressive. And we always have to, and I, I scoffed at the notion that Nick Saban doesn't deserve this season the same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? the same juice as he has in the past to just give his home team an advantage just because he's coaching the team. But I was, I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong that he finds ways. He's to win coaching his ass rivals. off. He is coaching yeah. his ass off and you got I mean, to literally pop the blood at blood vessel in his eye from, <laughs> from being so into it. You just have to respect it. And LSU it's, it, it would have been interesting and tighter without the uh the daniels hit it would have been that was a weird hit too i saw it a bunch of times i saw that was targeting i'm sorry to do the bid it was that was targeting that was targeting you can't he propelled himself led with his head hit him under his chin that in any other game i mean shit it happened against the one i remember the most that's similar to that is the um the duke notre dame game when jordan Matelho got kicked out and that was less of a targeting instance than this one i mean if guys get thrown out for dealing less he should have gotten ejected from the game i have no business calling a targeting or a non-targeting because every time i think there is one it isn't and every time i think that there isn't one it is so i I am not in the business of doing so you do and i know that you're trying to cover your bases before big papa comes in and yells at you tonight i already talked to him last night he was he was in a he was in a very depressed state very 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 consolable or inconsolable uh consolable very okay not too bad if atlanta loses the vikings today i will be inconsolable he he handles losing better than you and i do he definitely does and i think it's because he does the show immediately after and he has to not freak the hell out and remain a little bit composed hopefully that comes with age you know if we you know maybe one day it won't completely ruin our days i i I know that eventually it's going to get worse 11 10 atlanta at the half with the josh dobbs led vikings team with no justin jefferson i'm gonna go throwing up at one point thing yeah yeah that's a mess I mean, Taylor Heineke should have been your starting quarterback for the the longest time. All right, other thoughts from the weekend. Uh, first one that I want to bring up: the I respect and always love the bit, the gambit of stealing the uh, the goalposts when your team wins. And Oklahoma State did it; they took the the goalposts off. I don't know how long it takes to replace those. They threw them in a river or pond or whatever. 
But there's this video that I quote tweeted and I was just enamored by it. I am obsessed with this video of the group of individuals, the Oklahoma State students after the Oklahoma game, carrying it through a Wendy's drive-thru. And I think that has to be one of the most goddamn funny things that I have seen all season long because not only did the collective group, because that, that's teamwork, you know, you got to yeah. you gotta communicate up the ladder of the guys that are carrying it. Hey, you guys want to stop at Wendy's on the way? Yeah, let's stop at Wendy's on the way. And then you got to figure out how to get the thing through the drive-thru to get it. And then on top of all that, the fact that local law enforcement saw this, said nothing, just said, guys, go ahead. You're having a great I night. This is, this is respectable actions that you guys are taking. You definitely didn't steal property of the university and are about to uh, vandalize and also um, discard of this garbage into a river. But on also on top of this, I don't know if you've ever tried the bit of going through a drive through without a car. Normally you get yelled at. Normally you get screamed at for doing Doesn't this. Doesn't go well. But, but there was full participation that this is the this is Bedlam. This is uh, Saturday night. We beat Oklahoma. So these these young men deserve some Wendy's. Yeah, interesting. You didn't want to talk about that game. You know, uh, two weeks removed from you telling me I needed to respect Dylan Gabriel. I picked Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I just think that game has less implications on the college football playoff is what, on the reason why I didn't put that on there. I picked Oklahoma State to win that game. So don't sit real here and don't sit here and do this though. this to me. Just real. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, you. You know what? You're like every goddamn this, fan. I'm no, 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 no. You're like you're, me. I am taking this you're, like me. I will. I will acknowledge that. You're like every goddamn fan on Twitter, and you're like the Montana fans are going to be like this week. Where I'm not like that. I am. It is a fluid season. If I'm, I understand. If I'm not a complete and utter dunce, I'm going to allow information. I'm going to intake this information, and my opinion is going to evolve with the fluidity of the season. The people who do this bit, and I'm not calling you out. Well, you were certain. This is more so calling out just the general group of fans who do this, where they're like, when when an outcome does not go in favor of, of your prediction, they say, you, I want to hear you eat crow. I want to hear your apology. You should apologize for your take. You're not always going to be right, and things freaking change. And then you get upset at me for changing to the opposite opinion. I'm suddenly a hypocrite. That's not how it works. I'm not stupid like you because you're so hell-bent on supporting your singular opinions, not you specifically, just mm. talking about fans. Sure, stop pointing I, at me, <laughs> You understand my point, though? It's I did, unbelievably frustrating, and that's what today is going to be like after I post my ballot. All the Montana it's fans, somebody a, tagged me last mess. night, was Yo, like... I will talk about more on the FCS show. Whatever. I've had, I, I think, 20 people following up on last week's poll. Actually? Ah, yeah, dude. They were. I, I'm just. I'm just sitting there watching the games last night, just having a nice night, you oh, know, no. drinking some, drinking some wine or some Sean wine rather. <laughs> I, I'm having a tea. Yeah, I'm having a nice evening, and then I'm like, why is my Twitter blowing up? You know, I go check it. What are you? 18 notifications? What did I did I tweet something problematic? What happened? Is oh, that, that, Montana's winning. <laughs> oh, okay. I my dad texted me this morning montana won i'm like yeah I, it seems like it's made the rounds they've been carving me up for about uh 20 hours so it'll be uh it'll be fun it'll be fun to talk about that on the fcs show but i understand the the twitter fan is tough i think the youtube fans shockingly i know we've gotten on, on some rough starts with them better they're not they're not they're nicer they're a little right nicer because they like the show nice. and well and they actually listen and watch the show and hear the explanation you can't really convey 
frustration or tone on Twitter. It's just however the reader perceives it in their own head. So I got you. I just like the. I just wanted to take a swim like me and say I was right. Just you know, every now and then, it's not too bad. Not too bad of a swim. I hate it when when podcast accounts try to dunk on you. Like you have to fight on Montana guys. Oh, like, oh, you're looking through it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LOL. Solid poll. That one douche was like, "What game did you? What games did you watch yesterday?" I almost just tweeted back all of them, every single one. Tune in to figure out my thoughts. I'm not responding to some of these doofuses. Um, I had another thought from yesterday. I, I enjoyed yes, yeah, the yeah, goalposts. Yeah, 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 say it. But, okay, well, I, I, I mean, I have a couple thoughts, but you're leading into this like you have an, an answer ready, ex, 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 expecting what I'm going to say, which I think you're developing a bad habit of because I was calling you yesterday for some scheduling okay, to, to okay. try to get some stuff hashed out. And I had no awareness of the scores of the early slate of games. I had I had no clue. I was I was locked in. I was working. I, I just could not break. And I, I had a moment and I'm getting some scheduling done on, on, on text. I'm getting my day worked out. Got a time of what I have to work tonight. And I'm like, let me just call Joe, get it quick, see what we can do, what time we need to record. Joe hangs up on first dial and he's snippy with me on text. And I'm like, what the, I'm not what the hell is with going on? And I had no, no, no idea no, no, what could have been no, going on. No. Then I'm like, we set up. We're just like, all right, maybe we'll do it in the afternoon. And I drive home. I see the ticker. It's an hour drive. So I, I, I you know, my, my local sports talk is talking Hokies or, so, you know, whoever. I see the ticker. I see Notre Dame lost to Clemson. And I'm like, oh, he must have thought I was breaking his balls. Because you do I would this every time. Every time that Notre Dame's losing and they're playing bad, you call me no, in the I middle don't. of the game. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. Do. This you season, do, I, do haven't, I haven't done it once this season. You you did it. No. You've done that multiple weeks before. You did it against what, what Duke games? multiple what times. Games? Duke multiple times. You called me multiple we times. We were just sitting this and is, watching the game. That was the instant. No, 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 no. You kept farting into the phone when I was trying to trying to just sit there well, and watch the game. And I was I'm sorry. I will try to be funny. Your timing was poor, and you need to understand if I'm in a bad mood. I understand that. that you got to give me know. a couple hours to recalibrate. I didn't know my timing was poor, and I'll understand that and accept that. I need an apology, though, because you were super snippy. Just apologize because I've I've what admitted five. Apologize. I want an apology. All right. I'm sorry that you're a bitch. Let's move on to the next one. Um, I Joe. What I want, yeah, just give me even a half apology. Uh, I will take a half apology because I know it's sensitive. And I, I know you're okay, wait, still. No, you know, you want, we want to, we want to do this. We want to do this. Let's, let's do this. Because hey, my team didn't get spigoty spanked by Clemson. All right, I don't you do text off air. I don't do bits off air, dog. You texted me and you said, yeah, yes, you do. If I won the clown, yes, I would come on the you, show and do them. By the called, way, haha, Notre Dame lost to Clemson. That's you when I called, would do it. You called me, I hung up, and then you texted me, we're going to have to go tomorrow during the day taping CFA at 6 p.m. All, all I said was, what time? That's not snippy. That's saying, what time are you taping? Yeah, but Anytime before then, I guess, what time are you going with Blake? Seven. Gotcha. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Okay. You sound like my ex-girlfriend. You sound like my ex-girlfriend that I didn't give you the text that you, you wanted. You sound like my ex-girlfriend. That, that you're demanding. You sound like my ex-girlfriend that's oh, so in a mood. So I'm getting one or two, two ans- uh, word answers. Because you were in a pissy mood. And yeah, I'm I was. It's not bothering I, me. I, I, I want to sit in peace. 
You want to you want to be my roommate again? You think that you can handle me? You think you can deal with this? Because you're going to antagonize me. You're going to come and lay on my bed while I'm sitting there pissed off. I you deal with your dumbass. Lock the door then. Get a gun. I didn't um, know. <laughs> I didn't know the circumstances. All I'm wondering. All I all I want is just a little brief apology. Quick. I'm sorry about that. How about that? Now I'm moving on to the next uh, the next thought. You're a I'm piece of garbage. You, You're a piece you, of garbage. You, I hope you, Notre, you I have hope treated Notre me Dame poorly. loses funding in a Connor Stallions two uh, situation, and they don't get to play another game. I hope they lose to Clemson every year. You've done worse. I hope I hope You've you guys fire Marcus You've Freeman done. and bring in Jimbo Fisher. That's I hope you guys go on an eight year decline. You've done worse to me. You All right. Suck. Um, my second other thought from the weekend, the Pat Shermer experiment shockingly did not go according to plan for Colorado. They went under 250 total yards. They had, I think they had negative yards rushing in this game against Oregon State. Their offense was a completely different offense in this game against Oregon State. I tweeted this, and I don't think that it 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 got the response that I thought it was going to. A lot of people defending Pat Shermer, which is weird because he's ne- he had one good year where he was the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, and they went to the playoffs, and they had a really good season. And then he didn't do anything in the NFL for the following years. Why would we move on from Sean Lewis, who's one of the brightest offensive minds in college football? He is going to go get a great job somewhere, and he is going to produce a ridiculous offense at a huge program once he gets that opportunity. But goddamn, that was so stupid by Deion Sanders to pump and shove Pat's Pat Shermer into this situation. It must it must have been some chemistry issues because we saw what the offense could be. We saw what they could have been. It seemed knee jerk. It seemed I, I, I mean also Shermer not not great. Not an upgrade. Shermer isn't winning those first three games going on the tear like like Colorado did at the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. And now it's all it's all evening out. We knew it was going to even out. But you have to be patient with a good play. Patient with a good play caller. It's not his fault. It, it, the Colorado is not the, his fault this year. Next year, after they bring in some more transfers and they can recruit some more, and this happens, maybe we could start talking about it. But this is year one. It's week ten, and we're doing this. It's too knee jerk. It's too. It's too fast. I actually think, and I said this on my my radio spot that I do on Fridays now, that I think there must have been some sort of like he must have hired received the job offer or ex- quietly accepted something yeah. and the reaction by Dion was this would be the rational outcome the reaction would be by Dion Sanders to say okay you're taking this new job we need to start letting Pat call plays cuz i think he's the next man in in line if that's going to happen that's the only thing that would make sense to me uh, like maybe he took the Arkansas offensive coordinator job. We don't even know. You know, yeah. we just don't know. It's quietly happened, and he's he's agreed to it. And, and Deion Sanders just thinks that it's best for his team to try and use somebody else for the remaining weeks of the season, so then he can figure out if Pat Shermer is the guy next year. But that's the only thing that would make sense. The irrational thing is that Deion Sanders made a, a knee jerk reaction, like you said, which I also would not be shocked if that that was the case. Your uh, remaining final thought before we wrap here in a couple. Yeah, minutes. I had one. It's quick. Uh, Florida State. I've been rather honest with my thoughts on Florida State and their actions in the offseason, how I thought they were embarrassing and uh, almost beneath them. But they have enjoyed silent success, which is what great ACC ACC teams do. 
They're winning games. They're rolling right along. And they're doing exactly what they, what what we expected them to do. Get to the ACC championship. Fight for that playoff spot. And right now, it's looking like they're just ahead of schedule or right on schedule. And they're not making a bunch of noise. They're letting their team keep stay hot. They're not they're not annoying you. And I'm sure you have a Florida State fan that's super annoying in your life because how could they not be? But for the most part, still behaving, which is nice. It's refreshing to see a Florida State team and fan base just being chill. Like, yeah, we won. We have a good team. Look at us. We'll see you. We'll see you later. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk trash later. Trust me, we will. We're Florida State. But right now, their silent success, refreshing. They're a team that I really want to win out because if they succeed, that fan base is good for college football. And that team being good and in the playoff is good yeah. for college football because they're a good roster. They've got a couple holes, but could you imagine how exciting it would be to watch Washington versus Florida State? I don't need to see Alabama in there again. I don't. I want to see some new teams. I think it would be very, very exciting. Good note to wrap us up on, folks. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed the earlier parts of the stream, go rewatch anything that you might have missed from the beginning. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Drop a comment. Let us know your thoughts below. Hit that like button at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.